ESPN Las Vegas. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go. Four o'clock hour. Cofield and Company. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Damon is here. JVT, John Von Tobel. It's Cofield. Before we get to the Big Four, we were uh, just doing another one of our UNLV opponent previews in the form of Wyoming. And uh, I'm really curious to speak to folks in all these markets around the Mountain West Conference and what they're thinking here. Because this this week could be the beginning of a bigger more bold Mountain West Conference that actually could get the, at least for a couple of years, the Pac-4s auto bid, because that's not been taken taken away yet, right? There is a group of five bid, but obviously there are lots of group of five conferences competing for that one bid. Mm-hmm. There could still be a Pac-4 bid that has some value on it. We just talked to Cody Tucker, who covers Wyoming, and I asked him at the end of the discussion, I was like, hey, you know, for people who start to do this, hey, uh, Pac-12, Wazoo, uh, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal, just go grab these schools in the Mountain West Conference and grab some AAC schools and build a 12- or 14-team conference. There's some schools that are not being mentioned. Wyoming is one of them. And I asked them, hey, give us a positive of Wyoming. And you thought what? Well, uh, do you want the Denver-Colorado point? Because that was pretty good. Yeah. Right. The, Anything else he said that you that you liked? Well, that, the Denver-Colorado point, that I didn't realize that it, it's a good point because I actually know people that went to Wyoming that work in the Denver-Colorado market that really like the Cowboys and, of course, still follow the programs. So I never put those two together. So I think that's a brilliant point to discuss that and say, hey, you could have a piece of whatever the right. percentage is of that and, market. And obviously Colorado State brings some of that too. And the fact that Wyoming has a national championship in basketball. Well, that was – it's a long time ago. Um, Didn't realize that. The the biggest point I thought he made was that the entire state is behind Wyoming athletics. Oh, the legislature point was a good. One that too. that the the legislature of Wyoming is behind the school, and I talk about it all the time in this state. I don't feel like the most legislators in the state of Nevada give a rat's ass about Nevada or UNLV, and we have lots of money we're drumming up for all these different sports to bring in people from the outside. When do we actually start turning our attention on making sure that the two schools in the state get closer to Power 5 status and fund them the way they should be funded? And I'll go closer to home. The LVCVA has lots of money to generate business around Las Vegas, especially connecting it to sports. Same deal. Instead of worrying about the might behind a Major League Baseball franchise that doesn't seem to care about winning in the A's, and we're already way down this path, how about push for the local university? I've never understood that. I mean, the Board of Regents was really involved in Chris Beard's contract. Well, was being negotiated. They changed that. It was so bad that that Board of Regents, they changed that because <laughs> I got out of control. They scared I mean, them they off. They cared a lot up north. They, they did. <laughs> they really they, cared. Well, the, the, the northern regions, when they were really involved in this, certainly cared about cost here uh, in Las Vegas at UNLV, and Listen, uh, same same thing goes with Steve Alford, I think, is doing a pretty decent mm-hmm. job. That was a pretty crazy contract that we'll say Nevada was allowed to offer. A 10- or 11-year deal. But my point is there should be more funding. There should be uh, more attention paid by our legislators. I mean, these schools do educate a lot of sure. our kids in the state and then push productive citizens out into our state. Yeah, sometimes. Sports brings in more money, more attention, improves the admission process. You're right. Not everyone who comes out of either school is going to be a immense success, but that's every state. I think I'm thinking of what Adam Hill, Damon, Danny, 
there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of ne'er do wells we're still out. we're still uh, looking yeah. for questions to be answered all right big four time Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four Number Four Big Fight Weekend Was this a great fight or a baseball fight? Do we have the audio here from the Indians? Check that, Guardians, I'll never get it right Radio Network Ramirez on his way to second Head first slide Safe and in to score is Jimenez And another hustle double Right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. You know what's funny? I slugged this on a rundown. Down goes Anderson. I didn't listen to the call. Really? I was just basing it off of down goes Frazier. Of course. From Cosell. Uh, and down he went because Anderson, Anderson, I think he went southpaw, but he like he quickly oh. came through with the left, yep. and he was throwing some punches, and then freaking haymaker, like real wind up. It was a right hook, right? Because I think a media member asked about a left hook from yeah. Jose Ramirez, but uh, Terry Francona was like, "You mean right hook?" So here's the thing, I think Anderson deserves a ton of credit for going like, "All right, we're doing this." I don't know why, but he wanted it. He was like, "Let's go." So he squared up and he gave Jose Ramirez a chance to get ready too. Uh-huh. Having said that, I didn't look like Ramirez's shot was like overwhelmingly powerful. But man, when you press that button and you get it right, yep, just yep. right there, hit the button, and Ramirez got him right on the button, and it put him down. It, it sucks to start a fight like that and lose the way you did, but good for Anderson for at least starting it and being willing to go. Why you look so confused? What do you mean good for him? He got knocked out. He got suspended six games. Ramirez only gets three games. Hey, he didn't start it. Yeah, but I would hate you. I get knocked out and knocked I get down. the double knocked suspension. Down. No, knocked, knocked knocked out. Knocked no, no, down. no. They showed the clips after. Go look at those when people were like helping him back in the dugout. Oh, I didn't he see was, that. Yeah, he, he was, was wobbly. He was, he was wobbly. Was and then the shame. But he got back up. He, he already had the he already had the side baby mama scandal to start the season. Now he's got this. He has been embarrassing himself all season, Tim Anderson. By the way, good point on what's happened in his career. I don't. He has dude. That has the last couple of years yep. you know, have been a freaking disaster. Ramirez actually was. He said uh, he's mad. At Tim Anderson because he doesn't play the game the right way and is talking too much. Can I also say really Which quick? I love they don't play the game the right way. I, I always love that reference. Right. Like, who's the arbiter of that one? Um, Tim Anderson, or no, Jose Ramirez's punch is not impressive. He got really lucky. He was looking down. He wasn't, he didn't even know where he was throwing it. He was just swinging wild. He also caught him like with this. Right, he didn't full on hit him. He just kind of caught him. We're grading a punch that knocks someone else down. It's yeah, punch. it's not not perfect form, but so what? Ah, he was swinging wild. He was looking down straight to the ground when he was. Nah, come on. That's why good for Anderson. Let's stick up for him. Number three. Uh, did you watch Nate Diaz trying to throw punches after uh, twenty years of fighting? I watched in a boxing match. I watched exactly 22, 24 seconds of this fight. And it was in the middle of a round where Nate Diaz decided to walk over to the ropes and, like, talk to somebody in the middle of the round and then came back and was like, oh, yeah, we're fighting, sure. And then, like, ate, like, a jab. What what was this? Come on. It was um, something Steve was excited to see. I thought the Anderson Ramirez fight was more exciting. For me, it was it was not so much a clown show, but you get all the hype. They're talking smack to each other. And then the bell rings, and it's underwhelming. That's what it was for me, an underwhelming Which- fight. I keep hyping these fights up with Jake Paul, and a lot of them are underwhelming, which Adam Hill has suggested this, that you better be careful when you're watching these fights because it does seem like the opposition to Jake Paul oftentimes is just kind of happy to be there oh. and making the money. Uh, you know what? Ryan McKinnell, who's one of our best fight guys, 
Uh, Ryan said those two just went 30 minutes. There was no stopping, no quit. Big respect to both. That was a good fight for what it was. Paul will take the win, and Diaz will take the rematch. I saw a clip of Diaz literally stopping in the middle of a fight. Let me tell you. That's his thing. He does, yeah, he does do that. But no, he turned his back to Jake. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. He turned his back to him to bait him in. That was ridiculous. When I saw him at the weigh-in, and I saw Jake Paul, which by the way, I have no. Can we look up? Was there testing for this fight? Jake Paul is gigantic, so I'm not suggesting of what I'm suggesting. Meanwhile, I mean, Nate has generally been a guy who's pretty svelte and in shape. He had like just a weird, like protruding belly. So when the, the fight was going to start, I have no idea what the pre-fight odds were like, whatever, months ago? Because I, I I know, what was it months ago, though? What, oh, what did know, it open okay. at? I don't know what it was. I saw at. it at 385 for Paul, and I never bet minus 385, and I was like, yeah, here you go. I'll just do it. What? Okay. So I you- did it, and I, I had no worries. I'm like, I, Nate Diaz either doesn't want to fight, he's not ready to fight with that gut. This is going to be stupid. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at him. Yeah, 184.9 is what he weighed in at. Yeah, he does uh, looking like me. Um, here's the thing. You, brought, you bring up a great point, which is... Not only be careful buying and watching this. If you're Nate Diaz, who is by all accounts getting a little bit of a payday to do this, right? Am I wrong? A lot of yes, right. Okay. Why, if you're Nate Diaz, would you be motivated to go try to knock out the guy and ruin the the record, right? The narrative of the guy who helped you get paid. So what I'm buying that into is like what? Well, I mean, whoever fights Conor McGregor next is going to get the biggest windfall of their career. But go out and beat him. No, but it's Why not his. Know? But it's not his main sport. Right. That's, I'm following the narrative that you're putting down. I would very much argue that's, a, that's a completely being different thing. Competitive and prideful. Right. He's getting a check, man. He was smoking joints in the way in. Well, is he well, not getting a check if he wins? No, is that, it's is that the, the same check. The scenes? But that's a, but you, yeah, I think you're bringing up a completely different comparison, which mean? is like, yeah, I'm a like you're talking about an MMA fighter coming in. This is my career. This is what I've done. This is what I'm training for. Like, yes, if I get to fight Conor McGregor, I get a windfall. But it's not Conor McGregor putting together a, mo- a promotion to give me money that I'm not going to get in the other promotion and like in a different so now sport. So I have to be grateful. No, I'm, well, I'm no. so is it so is it just going to lay down against Fury? I'm not saying you have to. What I'm saying is. We have had a lot of these fights where things like this happen, where Nate Diaz is stopping in the middle of a fight, which he came in too bloated, right? Not really seemingly caring because he knows he's going to get paid. Ben Askren going into that fight, looking bloated and weird and not really caring. And what I'm what I'm pointing out is I would be careful betting on these fights okay. because it seems now that the opponents are coming into this and just kind of just being like, cool, ready to get the bag and get out of here. Well, boxing v. Boxing, Tommy Fury was not because yeah. he beat him. Um, now, if you're telling me that, hey, Nate, you know, be careful about how you fight this fight because you do want that rematch in MMA, right? Is that going to happen for real? Because McKinnell sent out on that tweet, he said, and now Nate gets his rematch in MMA in PFL. Really? Do you think Jake Paul is going get to in, get in a cage? He's finally going to do it. I mean, maybe. I read that too, but the, the, the thing is, and you guys are better versed in combat sports, I would think the the skill set, like the leap for a boxer to go to MMA is much steeper, the learning curve, than a MMA fighter to go to boxing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can make that fight last the entire fight, like we watched with Diaz and Paul. Right. But if, if Nate Diaz is actually going out and trying in an MMA fight, that thing's not lasting very long. Yeah, he wrestled in high school, and he's on the PFL advisory board, so I think it's possible that it happens. But am I interested in seeing that either? No. Oh, I'm totally interested in seeing that one. So, oh, he, I will keep going back to the well on this just to watch Jake Paul lose. Jake Paul's biggest fan. <laughs> you notice that uh, I think it was Ariel was the moderator at the press conference, and he yeah. threw out a question to Jake Paul, and he was like, can you defend a choke? 
And then all hell broke loose after that. They, they, everyone just kept fighting at the press conference on the way in. So okay. I have no idea if you can defend a choke. So I guess the answer is no. I can't. Last one on this, and we'll carry we'll carry the big four over. Oscar De La Hoya tweeted out, Thank you, Jake Paul, for introducing young fans to the sport I love most. You have a lot of blank to work uh, on in the ring, but in time, I believe you will challenge for a world title. Okay, I, that There are so many, so many weird phrases in that pair of sentences. One, do we need Jake Paul to intro boxing to people? Oh, yeah, I mean, you think boxing should be grateful for Jake Paul? Absolutely. Yes. And this was my, okay, I'll say this. This is my original argument way back when this first started. It was boxing should be insanely grateful for Jake Paul. Because you know how many young kids are probably starting to take up boxing now because of Jake Paul? Now, they're taking it up maybe to go fight for Jake Paul's promotion <laughs> one day. But they're still, if you care about the sport itself, not the money, not the promotions, the literal sport, you should be grateful for a guy like Jake Paul who's introduced this to a whole bunch of YouTube kids who are now want to go out there and actually try this out. Um, he's not challenging for a role title. That's not going to happen. Like I said, one, I kind of question the physicality and the physique. So in real boxing, uh, you got to watch what you put in your body. So, um, And he's not a skilled enough boxer. He's not challenging for a role yes, title. Yes, he is. What, what's, his, what's his brand? What do you mean his brand? Like, what's who did he just fight? Like, what's, what did he just fight under? Just make a belt. Isn't that how it oh, works? okay. Just make a belt. I'll, I'll give you the JVT world title, whatever you fight it. There you go. That's how boxing works now, right? There's your belt. That, that's a good point. Uh, this hour is brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Check that. Check that. Nova's coming up. Battleborn Injury Lawyers is bringing you this hour. You can call from anywhere in the state of Nevada, 766-1400-775 in the north. Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, so what we all think of the Aces getting whacked. Third loss of the year. They're 24-3 uh, and now. Damn good season, but uh, Liberty was supposed to be the chief competition. They beat up the Liberty when they came here, and they just got punked over the weekend. What would you think, John? I think that in the WNBA, it's hard to go on the road considering the travel situations, especially in a revenge spot with a team that is supposed to be the contender with you yeah. that came here to Las Vegas and got their teeth not kicked in as much, <laughs> but did come out here and suffer a, a pretty strong loss. And they were, wait- they were ready and waiting for you. So it's a, I think it's the ebbs and flows of a season. Damon, you like uh, – no, go ahead. I was just going to say exactly what JVT said, but, schedule, but it's just a schedule loss. Just a schedule loss. Nothing to worry about here. Okay. You like uh, Asia Wilson's presence on Twitter? On I social do. media? Love it. I don't like this. I don't like this. I think it's a waste of time. I think you're punching down. I think it's an overreaction. When you're 24 and 30 and you've been dominating, and then, you know, like we were saying with the women's soccer team, people come out of the woodwork, they've been just waiting. You know, it's the same people last year, a lot of the same people who, when they saw the Aces parade out on the strip, which, you know, they, they organized a nice little parade. They had a good crowd. And it was just hundreds and hundreds of comments about WNBA sucks, no one cares, no one cares, no one cares. And it's the same thing. To me, why even bother Mm -hmm. reading social media when you're a female athlete and seeing nameless jabronis go at you? So Asia Wilson tweeted out, I see people saying I'm concussed, laugh out loud, loud, I'm not. Doc checked me and said I was good. Why? Why? She goes, I doubt I'll ever shoot 2 of 14 again. I pray I don't. Laugh out loud. She said, I'm so tired of people talking crazy on my name when it comes to this MVP talk. 
I knew this game was going to bring it out of people. Laugh out loud. Too many laugh out louds because you're not laughing out loud if you're responding to them. Don't respond to them. Now, maybe this is some, like, reverse genius move that I don't see. Like, oh, I'm just I'm going to go at them, be the villain, and get more hate. And, you know, then it, it increases my brand and helps the league. I don't think it does. I mean, I don't think it's like a what we've been talking about before, right? Like, where I didn't understand her criticisms of the whole White House thing. You know what I mean? Right after the VGK stuff. What was that again? It was, oh right. It was it, it. They seemed to be questioning when they were going to get an invite to the White House, like the second that the Vegas Golden Knights were, you know, being celebrated and whatnot. Right. Um, they. She also tried to make an issue out of first something about being. Oh, I think Biden put out. They were the first major major. It wasn't championship. It was the first major league team in Vegas. Yeah, you I, right. I, I like can't, first I can't major league sports. Team, yeah, yeah. Team to win a championship. Yeah, that's what oh, it was. first professional sports team. Something like no, that. No, no, no. It, I'm telling you what it was. It was first major professional team to win a championship in Las Vegas. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Which is the discussion we had last year because the Aces had no problem saying it was the first pro championship in Which it wasn't. Vegas, and it wasn't. But and they Biden's, just keep saying it. Biden's tweet was factual. It was the first major championship. But regardless, my point here is right. I don't think it's that. I think this is just the athlete today. Look, a lot of athletes are on social media. They hear a lot. don't like it. And as much as we call it a schedule loss because we can view the dynamics of it, I'm pretty sure the competitive athletes that were on the that are on the Las Vegas Aces probably didn't like going out there and getting smacked around by the New York Liberty the way that they were. Like they were not in that thing in that entire way. So I think it's just the way athletes operate on social media today. Okay. Uh, other big story we've been covering today as we uh, finish up the Big Four at Four. We went a little long. Is what's going to happen here? Is the Mountain West going to fold in two or three of the Pac Four teams, or is the Pac Four? finally going to be able to use the power of Apple and the upside of that deal and all the other things the Pac-12 has had going for it, which is they're going to have a big war chest of money um, you know, from the schools that are leaving. Mm-hmm. They also right now have one of the five guaranteed spots in the 12-team playoff. Group of five conferences all compete for one spot. The Pac-12 has a spot that has a lot of value. So what's going to happen? Pac-4 steals from the Mountain West Conference or Mountain West Conference blends in three of the pack four and maybe gets even more aggressive. The idea I threw out earlier was, um, and I think this is what Klyavkov wants, Oregon State, Stanford, Cal, Wazoo, take from the Mountain West, UNLV, Boise, San Diego State, Fresno, add AAC teams like Tulane and SMU. I believe that the Mountain West Conference schools should fight for other Mountain West Conference schools to be part of a much bigger conference. Mm -hmm. So the order for me would be one Nevada, Credit Union? Number one, Nevada, the Wolfpack. Why? <laughs> Is that what you're waiting for? Yeah. Number I mean, two, you're Colorado clear, you're State. You're clearly doing this on purpose because it's... <laughs> number <we're>, three, <laughs> Wyoming. Reno, number four, Utah State. And then, I mean, I would fight for these other schools to be in, but could they be left on the cutting room floor? Hawaii, Air Force, San Jose, and New Mexico. Uh-oh. Do you agree that the four most attractive... To George Klyavkov and the Pac-4, the most, uh, the four most attractive would be UNLV, Boise State, San Diego State, Fresno. Does do the Pac-4 people have that wrong? I think I think you can make an argument for Colorado State to be in that four instead, instead of do it Boise. Of course, yeah! I think that's that's clearly the answer. 
which would be like like you said, Colorado State as we, we talked about this you know with Chad Andrews when he joined us was it last week everything blurs together. It's it's a really well funded program and it's a solid school and they have good facilities like all of these sort of things. It would make that attractive. The market would make it attractive. I think that you could very much make the argument to include Colorado State over Boise State and include, and keep the others that you have there. I did see a proposal over the weekend that would have Boise State in this new conference, San Jose State in this new Pac Mountain, started by Klyavkov in the Pac Four with UNLV out. That's dumb. What do you want me to tell you? I mean, I'm just saying it's a growing market. Um, we can go over all of it. We know it, but. <laughs> can, I don't want to. I don't want what, to okay, say uh, it. I started. I started the beginning of this hour it's saying nonsense. our legislators should have a lot more control and loud, not control, uh-huh. loud voices, right? Loud noises when it comes to the schools in the state. Mm-hmm. What if there are a bunch of legislators who are like, "Hey, UNLV wants to go to the Pac-12 Mountain, whatever. You got to take Nevada as well. Stick up for them. Come on. That sounds like something that exactly that they would say. They finally speak up." And that's what they want. Probably would. I mean, look, we going back to what we talked about, it, it kind of ties into the whole Board of Regents thing, right? There was a saltiness from up north. There would probably be something along those lines. Are and they wrong? No, and yes and no. I mean, you should. Okay. Is the right thing to, like, show some solidarity for, I don't know, what's the term? Is it sister school, whatever, you know, in-state school with you? And bring you along to, you know, greener pastures? Sure. Well, they certainly didn't with Washington and Washington State and Oregon and Oregon State. And, and the gap between those schools in each case is a lot wider than oh, yeah. Nevada and UNLV. Of course. But, I, I mean, yeah. So, should you? Should that be the right thing to do? Yes. I mean, should you really, though? <laughs> should you really? Come on. Oh, no. I was thinking, well, maybe that's what the Arizonas did, though, right? Well, they have the Arizona have, stuck together. I mean, they did, but ASU. It sounds to me like ASU at first wasn't completely in. They have right. a joint border regents, um, like like this state. Well, I mean, here's a great thing. I for, I forgot to put this on the rundown. Um, ASU's AD Ray Anderson was making jokes about he's never going to West Virginia. He will always send someone else on the staff. He'll never go in this new Big 12 to West Virginia. So, of course, the West Virginia fans are like, real nice way to come into a conference. It's his opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw some, you know, That's w- how you start a rivalry. Mountaineer, whatever, you know, fanguy.com website was all, like, speaking on behalf of the rest of the conference. Like, like we shouldn't have taken Arizona State. You're barely in the Big 12. You're the Big East. Like, we all forget where you came from. You're barely in the conference, you dolts. By the way. And and honestly, Morgantown does blow. West Virginia is a hellhole. It's a good place to go and party and whatever. Get I guess get an education. But you're not, you don't live in some glamorous area. Deal with it. Yeah. I mean, and also too, let's be, I don't I'm not sure the Big 12 would be clamoring to add these schools too if they didn't need another one to break their TV rights deal, right? To renegotiate. If they were going to well, be able to renegotiate with Colorado, I think they wouldn't be. But if they if they could have gotten Arizona and Arizona State years ago instead of West Virginia, mm-hmm. what do you think they would have done? Probably taken them. West Virginia is such a bizarre outlier in that conference. Well, that was years ago, though. Talking about now. 
I also, you know what I love too? I love fan bases who don't look around their school and what an embarrassment their school has been at times for the conference. West Virginia fans, you're fresh off Huggins, basically forcing himself into retirement. No, he's trying to come back still, right? But he's he's trying to fight it, yes. But he did force himself into retirement. Keep hope alive. Arizona State's been upstanding, though. Nothing going on there. Well, it hasn't. You're right. It hasn't <laughs> been. But Arizona State. I mean, Ray Anderson might want to shut up, but <laughs> right. but it's not like Arizona State fans are you know, cu- you know crushing some other school. They are now. Right now, the West Virginia fans have come at Arizona State. So all right, we got rivalries already. Although they'll be in different divisions and not really play each other a whole lot. So. It's also dumb. I love all this. It is kind of dumb though. I hate it, but I love I it. I do like the thought though of like in you know whatever. Let's say because of what my youngest kid is going to be two in December. In like ten years, the thought of him thinking that Arizona and West Virginia is like a normal like conference battle. <laughs> you know, sure. But I tell him like you know back in the day there was this thing called the Pac-12. <laughs> is that great. your voice? Yeah. Is that your voice when you're in your forties? Yeah. Oh, that's so true. What happens? <laughs> ten years. <laughs> old. Back in my day. <laughs> John's 42, Man. 43 years old. Man, my plans to be a big-time radio star are going to take a big hit if that's my voice in 10 years. What happened? Welcome in. <laughs> <laughs> You're so feeble in your 40s. It'll be okay. That's a good point. I'm, I'm, uh, it's not even a word. I'm, I'm feebler than I used to be. But it doesn't get that bad. <laughs> Maybe in 10 years for me it will. We'll see. I hope not. I hope not. All right, conference chaos. We'll see if there's any more updates in the 5 o'clock hour. We are going to talk about the TV end of things, especially with Apple. I'm very curious about the Apple stuff. A.J. Perez from Front Office Sports is going to join us in about 15 minutes. Stick around. Second half of Cofield and Company is on the way. we got to get to Team USA in men's basketball. Field and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Let's see. Paolo Mancaro, Anthony Edwards, Cal Bridges, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, Austin Reeves, Walker Kessler, and others. Gilbert Arenas, former NBA player, says that is a sorry-ass roster okay. for Team USA. Well, none of the... None of the real players wanted to play this summer. This seems like this isn't going like 25 deep into the NBA. This roster? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm saying like after the first, say, 25 best players in the league, well, you have to uh-huh. take out international players. So say the 25 best Americans in the league, this isn't 25 or whatever it is, 25 oh, to 40. No, no, not at all. Okay. Well, because those guys, so for those who don't understand, the Olympics are next summer too. So the you know of the 25 you're talking about, mm-hmm. Those guys are all saving themselves for next summer. Should they be saving themselves? Should Team USA tolerate this? Or are we trying to win every single competition we're in? I mean, that's that's the part about it they have to ask, right? Is do you push your stars to kind of do this a little bit more? I would say, like, no. Only because – actually, I'm not going to say the question mark. I'm going to say no. Only because I would argue that you want the young guys on this roster who are all 28 and younger – and by the way, only two of them are 28. The rest of them are like 25 and younger – to get some experience playing at the senior level so that once these guys who are all a little bit longer in the tooth playing for the Olympics, when they're gone, like when they're not playing Team USA basketball anymore, you're not pulling this kind of a roster for your senior level when the Olympics come around. Should we have a better roster for the FIBA World Cup, Damon, in the Philippines? Uh, No. We. I think I can do we on this. Yes, you can. I agree with JVT. I remember that one team about 10 years ago. Was it 2012? I mean, or 2011? 
where it was the FIBA team and it was all these young guys. It was Harden before he made it big, mm-hmm. you know, Westbrook before he made it big, where it was just, oh, man, these guys, I even think Lamar Odom was on one of those teams, where it's just, oh, this is a FIBA team, and they won the FIBA, and those guys, they came back that regular season, and they all had breakthrough regular season. So it's good for these guys to get that shot. Now, Gilbert Arenas, he also was talking to Trey Young, and Trey Young was salty that he wasn't on the team. So I definitely think he's a top 25 American player, and that adds, you know, that begs to ask some questions. Why couldn't Trey Young make this roster? I want to address that in the 5 o'clock hour, Trey Young, because that is interesting. On the, hey, we can't play all these guys the year before the Olympics. If I'm a player, actually, more pointed, if I'm an NBA organization and I've got guys signed to guaranteed contracts Mm -hmm. that we're now pushing to upwards of $63 million a year, I don't know how keen I am letting any of them play. And I'm not sure how much that most American basketball players, again, who are the franchise guys making 35 to $60 million, should want to play for Team USA. There's just a point of no return where, yeah, I like to see them do well, and I think international play is really cool, but if your main job is the NBA, then that takes precedence. Sorry. Sure. I mean, that's. I think that's part of it, right? I think people will view this as NBA players being divas and not wanting to play and all that kind of stuff. Some of it is that, right? You're team-oriented, pushing on. Like, oh, come on, let's just wait for the big stuff. Like, don't you know? You can wait on the FIBA World Cup because I. I wonder. I'm sorry. I wonder if football, our football, was an Olympic sport. How football fans would feel about their quarterback going and playing in the Olympics not, or no. or a World Cup. Like they would ever tolerate, they they would flip out. Now it's a much more physical sport, but you get my point. Like their the job is the NFL. Oh, and yay USA! But sorry, I mean I would say any player, right? Like your star edge rusher, whoever it is, who you love. Like I, I don't want you anywhere near a sport like that in the summer where you have to put extra miles on your body. But I'd, I'd also very much stretch and kind of push back a little bit. Well, it's a young team. It's not like we're taking a bunch of third stringers no. uh, that are fringe roster guys and playing for Team USA this summer. These are all up and coming and really good young stars that in five years are going to be running this NBA. You know, it is Anthony Edwards, it is Mikhail Bridges, it is Tyrese Halliburton. Like, there's a lot of good young talent on this Jaren roster. Jackson Jr. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, like among all of these guys that are going to be very, very good. The question is just experience. And but I will say, when you talk about the importance of it, remember, got to finish top two Americas to qualify for the Olympics. Oh, yes. Okay. So, I mean, they can only screw around so much. Yes. So they should be able to do it, but it's not guaranteed. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Just like the end of last week, a lot of talk. To start this week about conference chaos and now what the next step is after the uh, Pac-12 is down to a Pac-4. John Von Tobel, Cofield, Damon is here. It sounds like all one person. Uh, AJ Perez, front office sports, is up with us. We wanted to get into the business side of this and the Apple stuff with the Pac-12 and beyond. AJ, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not much, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's talk about first, uh, I want to get your impressions of what's happened the last couple of weeks with the Pac-12. Uh, a lot of people blaming Larry Scott on Klyavkov, uh, throwing out the word arrogance and how they blew this basically where the Pac-12 was the uh, odd man out without a real TV deal. Yeah, I mean, you go back to the, the Pac-10 or it was still, still the Pac-10, the Pac-10, Pac-12 network and how that never got off the ground, never got any carriage. It was basically, you know, it's, it's what everybody thought when Big East, about 20 years almost, when Big East teamed up with Fox 
And people thought, well, you're not going to have enough people wanting this network. It's not going to be, you know, you're not going to need. Now they're now we're 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 to a point where you know the Big Twelve network, sorry, the Big Ten network is going to need a probably an alternate channel. I mean, all the all the there's so many schools now uh, going in, you know, coming especially next year. Looking at that, you know, there's there's so many schools coming in that they're there now, and, and 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 it's not just the the football, basketball. It's all the other sports. You know, they're going to there's going to be more travel. They're going to get less exposure. Um, as these conferences grow. My Lord, I hadn't even thought of if Klyavkov is able to put together a new Pac-12, he still may not be able to compete with the second part of, you know, like you just said, the need for the Big 12 to get more TV. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Big 12, I mean, they're all, they're all going to be, they're, even you know, ESPN has the SEC. Uh, so, you know, they, they got that going on. That's going on for more than a decade. I think there's, but there, now there's, there's just, they're pretty much have like outgrown those channels, and I know there's obviously there's there's TV deals galore, and they're gonna, and all like the football games at least are going to be you know easy to be found, but it's going to be all the other sports when the and you know and 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 then the travel. That's one thing when you look back when I was in college at NLC State, uh, the WAC grew to 16 teams, and what and what killed that you know was yeah okay, first of all you have Hawaii, which is kind of uh, you know off on its own, but you, you had four different time zones. You had you had 16 schools. And uh, this wasn't a rich conference, so when obviously it's much smaller now. Um, Mountain West has kind of taken over, but it's 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 just the travel, especially for these uh, sports that play a couple times a week, is going to be going to be pretty insane. So, give us an idea when you talk to any college people you talk to, what they think of what Apple is trying to do here, because I know you wrote about Apple and MLS. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, uh, it's, uh, they started with Major League Baseball last year, which I know got kind of, you know, kind of got panned a little bit for, you know, how they, how they handled it, but how it's, but, but the deal with, with their, their current setup with, uh, Major League Soccer is that the uh, MLS is handling all the production. Um, they basically, the, basically Apple's the fire hose and it's the big fire hose with so many iPhones, iPads, you know, Apple TV, not just Apple TV, but Apple TV um, apps on other platforms like Roku that I have. You know they have so much distribution that it's it'd be great to be on them. But what the the the, the next part is uh, Apple's not going to go as big on 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 the net, on on uh, a pack six or seven or whatever they're at now. Um, they're not going to go as big. You're not going to get the placement. You're not going to get the you're not going to get the you know the messy kind of whole list that they've been doing the last two or three weeks. You know I just don't see it, it'll it'll just be another standard program at that point. You know our people will feel they're they're charging fans a hundred dollars a year. Uh, you know, you don't have to have Apple TV Plus, uh, but you're, they're charging a hundred or more. Um, you know, for uh, to view the MLS content, is anybody going to be paying for a pack six, seven? And if they get, you know, they have to add more teams. Add more teams within the next few months, and I guess it would be probably mostly from the uh, out in the west at that point. So AJ, is that part of their conversations? Because I've been asking the question and been wondering, like, why is Apple still here with this Pack Four is currently constructed? You know, I keep making the argument, like, why wouldn't the Mountain West just say, "Hey, come over here," and then we'll negotiate with Apple? How is that? How does that work? Why does the Pack Four still have some like power here to maybe move around and add some more teams? From what I'm hearing, they don't have much. I mean, once the once once Friday happened, once we saw all those teams leaving, um, even before that, I think the, those discussions, you know, when when they were still United uh, minus USC, UCLA, when they were still still had the rest, like the, the ten that, that, that you know that were still hanging around, and they were talking about San Diego State adding, you know, in Fresno State, and you know that that's when those talks were kind of were 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 kind of 
know, meaningful, where there would be, uh, I'm not saying right now, there, there's probably not going to be, there's no bargaining power right now. You said four teams, they're going to need to add two or three more just to get above the threshold to be, to be a real conference. Um, so they're, they're, so they're going to, so they're going to, there's really not much, I don't think Apple is going to be paying, paying for, for that much for that content. And they're not going to be able to charge for it. I mean, any more than what, you know, they, but if it's, if it's an Apple TV plus, you, I guess the people who have, who have Apple TV plus, um, uh, subs will be able to watch, but that's not that many. I mean, that's it's a decent amount of people, but you're going to want, you know, wider distribution than that. And that's why the MLS is a little different. You don't have to have Apple TV plus, but you could, to, to, uh, buy into the season pass. But I just don't see how this whole, a, a, a pack, whatever tier is going to sell. Frontofficesports.com is the website. AJ Perez is up with Cofield and company, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Uh, you mentioned you're a San Jose State guy. If Klyavkov is able to cobble together a conference by taking a bunch of Mountain West Conference teams, should San Jose State be coveted? <laughs> hey, man, we're in the Bay Area. We'd we, we be the Rutgers. Uh, it's like how the Big Ten plays up New York with Rutgers. Um, we're going to be the Rutgers of uh, a much much uh, less tradition than Rutgers being the first like college football team uh, ever. Um, so I think there's there's not there's you know they work you know the Mountain West schools are mostly commuter schools. You know they don't for uh, not all not all of them obviously, but a lot of them are especially in California. Um, and I yeah and I guess uh, they're in Nevada. Uh, so there so there's uh, there's you know they're they're you know, mid tier Division One schools. And I was, is that is that fancy? Is that drawing a lot? Our stadium like hundred years old. I mean there's there's uh, you know there's reasons why San Jose State would make would make sense, but there's also reasons that it wouldn't. Uh, we I think uh, you know it's just it's just the constraints of football and the cost constraints of being a Cal State school and uh, and not and and having to you know they have upgraded the facilities, uh, yeah. but. It's still, you know, it's still not. It's not a power five high school, and that's that's gonna that's gonna be the hard part. Is when you cobble something together, it's like what, you know, you have all these bowls that that they have um, that have tie-ins. Right. You know, what's gonna happen with those? So there's a lot of there's a lot of fallout that we still don't even know what's that, that what's gonna happen down the road. You retweeted a story a little earlier. You retweeted a story a little earlier. Front office sports on Max HBO Max getting into sports. So what exactly is Max doing that's coming up and what do you think the goals are? Yeah, the goals are the goals they, they've lost like, they've lost almost 2 million subscribers last quarter. Uh, this is off a call on Thursday um, uh, where uh, the two executives for Warner Brothers uh, Discovery which Warner Brothers basically combined with Discovery and um, Discovery kind of won. Uh, so that's why they rebranded HBO to HBO Max and uh, and um, the executive said they, they have the right to stream sports now. Now, the big sports properties are NHL, Major League Baseball, including the playoffs. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then you have um, NHL, oh, the NBA, of course. So they've had, they've had the rights to stream those for a while. They just haven't done it. Um, a lot of us kind of figure, well, they admitted they have to negotiate that. Apparently, they don't. The whole, now, they're, you know, the, what they were doing was over the last several Weeks and months is figure out how create a sports tier, which they've done in other countries on other on their other streaming services outside the U.S. It looks like they're doing that here. Um, I call, we wrote about that today as well. Uh, it is kind of you know the, the pricing hasn't been figured out, but if you're a cord cutter, if and you and uh, and they all really it, you have to have a, like YouTube TV or one or Sling TV or something like that to watch these. Previously, now if you're uh, a Max subscriber, you can pay a little more. And you can you'll be able to watch the national hockey, uh, sorry, the national games uh, that that uh, as part of the package with the NHL, NBA, 
and also the playoffs for uh, baseball, playoffs regular season as well. So it looks like they'll have that started before the playoffs begin uh, for the majors. Talking to TV people, how big a blow is the U.S. women's team going out of the World Cup for Fox? I think the bigger blow was when they when they lost the or they they tied in the prior game, and that just made it made people in the West Coast had to get up at five in the morning to watch them. I think they would have been in a much better window if they would have won that. And uh, it it's just you know it Fox. Fox has not had a great run. I mean, with that, you go back to two World Cups ago when the U.S. men's team didn't even make it. Um, and they, and then you go to Qatar with another time difference. Uh, that was a very, um, and they lasted the same out. They only lasted to the round of 16 as well. They expect more out of the women because they've been so successful in the last two World Cups. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's a blow. And it's, I don't, it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're regretting the, that, that they did for the, for the World Cup because the next one's going to be here in the U.S. Or just the men's World Cup's going to be here. Canada, U.S., and Mexico, so it's much better for them. I think that's really what they were bidding on with that, was getting to this point uh, uh, for the 2024 World Cup. Yeah, no, sorry, 2026. 2026 World Cup. Yeah, so they were, yeah, they were bidding to just kind of wait until, you know, the U.S. and Canada, Mexico got their games, and it, everything else was kind of, I'm not saying ancillary, because I'm sure they would have loved U.S. women's, you know, making a run and uh, maybe have a little better times for people to watch in in uh, in, in the U.S., but I think uh, they're kind of pointed towards the next men's World Cup, I think. Speaking of TV people and Fox, we see that Richard Sherman is now going to be the new partner with Skip Bayless on Undisputed. What do you think a metric is for a show like that when it comes to success? Is it ratings and taking out first take, or is it just going viral? What do you think the success barometer should be now that Richard Sherman is going to be at the desk? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, he'll be rotating with somebody else. That looks like, you know, some, we don't know who the other person is now that Shannon Sharp, uh, Uh-oh, mic wow. drop. Cut out. Uh-oh. Not only that, they've been off for over a month. They're not going to get back for another month. I mean, it's like you're two months off during the summer, which I know is a slow time for sports, but they're missing this, the preseason football. They're missing... And they're missing the you know the late playoffs. Or sorry, the late run for yeah. In, in baseball, I know Skip loves to talk about the Cowboys and LeBron, so I guess they're okay there. But uh, but it's I think that's a good question. Is I think they I'm not, I, from for myself, I watch the only time I watch that show is when I see it on Twitter or another social media platform. Uh, so I think there's it's kind of probably a balance, but you can't make a lot of money off the social media. So I think they're going to need more viewers and and uh, you know going up against first take, which is still the behemoth that it is. Last one, AJ. Uh, your pin tweet. Uh, you guys were all over the uh, Minnesota football story with PJ Fleck, oh, yeah. Mr. Sweater there, and the kind of cult-like culture that he's developed, allegedly. Uh, where do you think that story goes? Where, where does it go from here? Well, it depends on my open records request and when, when I'm getting back. They've, uh, they promised, uh, when I was at Big Ten Media Day, they promised to be, trans- um, to be transparent, and now we're going to hold them to it. Um, yeah, right now I'm up to seven players who – who have uh, detailed various allegations, um, and uh, you know they're they're trying to portray this as jilted players. I didn't. I talked a lot of starters, guys who left on their own. It wasn't guys who were just didn't want to work hard, which is the narrative mm-hmm. um, that that they're putting out there. Um, which uh, which is fine. You know they can put out whatever narrative they want. Now it's uh, now it's up to me to uh, you know dig down and see see what uh, documentation there is to either uh, you know to back up my story, which I'm stick to work. work. We're sticking by it, and I know I'm doing this a long time and never had any 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 report proved to be false. Yeah, you know, even using anonymous sources, no one no one's ever, especially this many. And it wasn't just you know it wasn't just former players; it was former staff members. We had documents that, that had never been 
never been brought to light. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna stay on it. Um, you know, that's, the blowback was. If it was an NFL story, I think I wouldn't face any. Um, but the fact that it was a college sports, which I haven't covered since I was USC today, like 2009, uh, last time I did like a big college sports project. So I don't think uh, I think I'm, I'm not a known quantity, especially in Minnesota. AJ, good job, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Frontofficesports.com. Believe me, the truth hurts. I don't know if it's completely the truth. We'll follow up and see what AJ comes up with at Minnesota. But uh, Captain Sweater and his uh, and the way he operates, and he's one of those guys who uh, he likes to transfer portal when they're coming to him. Mm-hmm. If they leave, oh boy, oh boy, does he get mad?